Mistwalker. It's like a stripper name. Come on, put it together, ladies and gentlemen. Mistwalker, she's <laughs> up on the stage. She's not doing it for free. Get your dollars out. These are the adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. What's up, Internet? You're listening to Episode 6 of the Series 6 Podcast, where we review each and every episode of Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. We are your hosts. I'm RD. And I'm Jay. Get ready to engage your hyperdrives. So, this time around, we'll be reviewing the sixth episode titled Mistwalker. I gotta say, this episode made me question a few things. What? <laughs> like, it made me wonder if we should really be reviewing each and every episode. <laughs> oh, it was rough. You didn't like this one, man? This one was rough. This one brought me back, man, as far as, like, kid show days for me. I know what they were trying to do, I think. They're trying to make some social conscious message in the show about the whole Native American plight in the Wild West and stuff. But. Oh, is that what it was? You know what? That That kind of makes sense. That's what I think it was. Native Americans, but they're actual bird aliens. There was elements of stuff that that's uh, more current in there. Oh, yeah, and I think that's part of it, too, man. I mean, I looked at, you know, the rainforest, all the stuff going on in the rainforest, tearing on the rainforest to get to the natural resources, you know, that type of thing. But Yep. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to address something, though. I made a mistake in the last episode. Okay. That's right. I have flaws and I refuse to be judged. <laughs> so, <laughs> so ridiculous. So, <laughs> I, so I usually I usually listen to our podcast, yeah, uh, mostly to beat myself up over stuff that could have been better. I can barely stand my voice. Um, whatever. So here's what I found in episode five of our podcast. Okay. It appears that my math. It appears that my math is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's actually an editing error. This is already sounding great. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll explain it. All right. Th- so there's a part where we're talking numbers. We're talking about like how many dudes made it out of the the warehouse, and I was like, you know, they dragged two of them out. Like I see two dudes that they dragged out. So how many were there? Uh, six, I think, maybe six or seven. So the part where I said maybe six or seven, I cut out. <laughs> I edited that out. Oh, get so, out! You so yeah. So so then I so the following line is I'm like, so where are the other five? So like five plus two is not six, and I know this. All right, it sounds like I don't know basic math. <laughs> <Love it. laughs> but I do. I swear I do. I love it, man. Ah, oh. it's English that I don't. Orange foot sheet rock blurp doohickey. <laughs> That's what just. Oh, man, it's great. It's great. <laughs> so much fun, man. Considering how much you edit out all the stuff that I say that's not necessarily... <laughs> I edited something out that made me look stupider. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that you edit... Well, the fact that, you know, and hopefully the listeners understand it, they have to edit out some of the crazy stuff we say, but you, me especially, because I, I, I'm all about laughing about everything that we do anyway i'm watching it spread to my my beloved wife doing saying stuff like we're doing that she's doing it too like we're just adding on to other people you just keep the story going well i mean in comedy terms that's riffing man <laughs> you are riffing that is terrific no <laughs> all right <laughs> now you're getting punny about it i know i'm getting punny <laughs> all right so 
Anyways, anyways, I have a topic to discuss today, Jay. Here we go. No, it's a good one. Good, I hope so. No. What is the first mature-themed animation you remember seeing? Mature-themed animation? Not hentai. Get your mind out of the gutter. I didn't even go there, man. What? What do you mean? I'm talking about serious anime with swearing, graphic violence, etc. Um, Star Chasers. Star Chasers. Ooh. Yep. That that is a good one. Yeah. That was the one, man. I mean. I loved that movie, man. It made me a little sad a couple times. Like, what? Son of a... No! What What made you sad? That they blatantly stole from Star Wars? Um, Not that part, man. Just the story. In the story, you know, people dying and stuff. And all that oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah, I mean, somebody, somebody dies right off the bat. I think uh, the old guy. Yes. Yes, but um, with his... Uh, I think it was... Didn't his girl die? Uh no, I think he saves her. Somebody died that was close to him. Um, spoiler, all of that. Everything I just said was a spoiler. <laughs> just so everybody knows. Go find Star Chasers. Great movie. Old school animation. Um kind of in the vein of tracing over live action motion. Well, I don't know if there's a terminology for that. I forgot what it was called, yeah. They did it with the old Fleischer Superman cartoon. Yeah, yeah, they did. And then you know, there was a whole series of stuff and, and Fire and Ice and those other guys were the same way. Yeah, and heavy metal. Heavy metal, yeah. Which was yours? Which was the first one you saw? Uh, first one that I remember seeing is, and I'm not counting like Robotech, Macross Saga, nope. because that was uh, that was sanitized for American TV. Right. So I would have to say it was Megazone Two Three Part Two. No way, really? Yeah. That would get out. So I didn't. Mine didn't start in Japanese animation though. I didn't get into that until high school, and we all started hanging out together. Yeah, that's when I first saw that. Okay. I think it was I think it was like my my first year. Yeah, that was. I was a freshman. That's so. right. Yeah, it was all in. Um, yeah, because I think my first anime anime, first adult anime, was probably Wicked City. Yeah, that was like borderline hentai though. That no, there was no borderline to that. That was absolutely it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't the main theme of the 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 movie, but they did a whole bunch of stuff playing every man's fears. You're talking about the the vagina with teeth. Yeah, dude. Why? I was trying to not say it so you would edit me out, but that's fine. Anyways, <laughs> said that. but he still had to say it himself <laughs> so he can edit out. out. He's just like Diary of the Mouth. Let's talk about um, Megazone 2-3, part 2. Okay. okay. I want to stress that it's part 2 because I jumped on not even realizing that there was a part 1 to this story. So the movie opens to a bunch of punk rock style teenagers hanging out in a bar. And they're playing like a Silverhawks themed pinball machine. Smoking one cigarette after another and drinking Heineken. And I'm like, what? what the hell is this? This is like... That's right. It was Silverhawks was on the machine. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. And they're all, they're young people, and I'm like, this is crazy. You barely saw that in live action movie, uh, and I was seeing it animated, and I'm like, this is anyway. So like, I had borrowed a, a VHS uh, from Mark. You know Mark. I know who he is, man. I was just gonna. That's why I said Miz. I was gonna give his name. Up. If he ever hears this, then more power to him. What up, Mark? Where are you, dude? We have no idea where you are. <laughs> so, Jay, I was babysitting a house full of rowdy kids. Okay. What, the sisters or? Cousins. Oh, the, ooh, wait a minute. I... <laughs> Crazy-ass cousins. Yeah. <laughs> so, so naturally, I locked myself in a quiet room to check out the tape. So right away, I was like, I, I cannot let the kids watch this. <laughs> 
but at the same time, I couldn't turn it off. Right. Like, I was fully immersed. Babysitting duties be damned. That's right. And that was even before the Garland motorcycle made an appearance. Like, actually calling that gigantic machine a motorcycle is, is being kind of generous, don't you think? I agree. I totally agree, man. It's a motorbike. It's not. You see that thing drive by, and the first thing you think is, it's pretty impressive how they made that big robot sprout wheels so it could be driven on pavement. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like they weren't fooling anyone. I can't remember anything that was so shocking in that that would make me be like, I can't let the kids see There's a sex scene in it. I totally didn't remember that. It totally... There's an 80s action flick styled sex scene in it. Oh, okay. I totally didn't remember that. And uh, so there's three feature-length parts. Right. And part two was the best. That's the one that I actually started on. Yep. Um, I like part one. I, I got them all. But part three, part three was painful. I do remember part three being garbage. But it wasn't as painful as Mistwalker, the episode we're reviewing today. I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> really? Yeah, because, I, you know, to be honest, man, you're going you're gonna to hate me for this, man, maybe. No, it's good to have differing views, man. It's, it makes for an interesting conversation. You know what? I kind of liked it for the silly, whimsical bullcrap that it did. I mean, it took... Okay. It's, you know, it, it's this is one of those, like... Um, you might make me feel like I'm being too harsh on it. You so. are. You're killing it, dude. It's you, You're taking yourself too seriously. I think that's the problem right there, man. <laughs> you can, Come on, man. Think about... So here, here's the thing, though. If it's bad animation, I'm not going to pretend it's good. I'm going to call them on their shit. Well, you know what? You should, man. I mean, no, no right. doubt. So, I mean, granted, these characters, the tall, linky purple guys, annoyed me, but they were like second fiddle. I mean, Miss Walker was the one that made sense. They're from the same race, no? Yeah, the same Miss race. Miss Walker is like their leader. Their... their shaman slash. Yeah. And she's a female. But actually, let's get into the episode then. If uh... Okay, but I'm still saying I liked it. I thought it, it, it messed with a bunch of different things that were going on at the time, as well that are relevant to times mm-hmm. now. Whole killing of the rainforest to steal its natural resources. Yep. And trotting on the people that actually live in those environments. Um, oh, see, you're, you're touching on something that we are nowhere near uh, at yet. Let's talk about that when we get to that planet wrecker. Is that what it was called? Planet Smasher? Planet Crusher. There you go. So when we get to that, then we'll we'll start talking about the you know, the indigenous peoples and all that stuff. Oh, I got a bunch of stuff for that one. Yep. Yes. All right. <laughs> Other stuff too, man. Okay, so Alright, so remember the bad animation we talked about last episode? Yep. I do. It, it was like in the warehouse scene yep. where the animation just wasn't good compared to the whole rest of the episode. Yep. Well, we got a whole episode of that in Mistwalker. Um, <laughs> you know, there were some really good, very detailed spots. Yeah. There's one part, and it's very small, where the animation changes. And I was like, oh. Now, if they had done that, I might have had a different opinion of Mistwalker altogether. Like, it's something about a dope animation style that makes even not-so-great writing more enjoyable. Okay. And I'm not saying that Mistwalker had not so great writing. I'm just... Um, the whole package overall didn't do it for me. There were definitely some spots that were ridiculous. I have a few I had problems with. I was like, what the... F- no, what? <laughs> Who the... F- why the... F-? All right. So it opens on the forest moon of Endor, where a bunch of bird-like aliens have apparently eaten all of the Ewoks and taken over their village. Indoor, not outdoor. 
So these vile, flightless raptors immediately get a dose of karma as their village gets sacked by a bunch of raiders. Led by the toga-wearing slimeball we love to hate, Macross! I love that guy. Macross is back. Hold on a sec, Macross? Last we saw of him, he was being transported to Earth to stand trial. Isn't that right? Wait, wait, that's right. Yeah. Wait a minute. Are we to believe that he got off? Wait, did he get off on a technicality? Like, the Star Stones that he was originally charged with stealing evaporated in Episode 3 Chained, right? I think so. So, what if they had to drop charges due to lack of evidence? Or he just got pardoned by some government official who pardons people who do messed up stuff. Ooh, like uh, Senator Gans. Yeah, we know how that works. Yeah, he got off. Yeah, so it, it's either that complicated mess or... They just aired the episodes out of order. I think depending on which <laughs> set of DVDs you bought. Well, I looked at the, the episode list online, and uh-huh. the, some of the air dates are mixed up. Huh. In, in, like in relation to like what episode number it is. Okay. So yeah, some of them were like mid-October, where the next episode is like beginning of September. And it's like, whoo. You know what bet happened, man? A-team and B-team were working at the same time. Uh-huh. And whoever, and whoever was done first, they, they dropped that episode. That is possible. Anyway, since uh, McDouche is leading the attack, it stands to reason that these guys must be the Black Hole Gang, right? Yes. And now he appears to be in charge, yeah. unlike in Chained. He tells them to keep firing until all the bird people... I'm going to call them loons because they don't really have a name in, this, in the episode. He, he tells them to keep firing until all the loons have run away, chasing them out of the village. So there's a human woman... Audra Miles, living among them for some reason. And she's in one of the Ewok tree houses. She's way up top. And uh, she tries to call for help on a transmitter. Uh, she works for Beta. You can tell because she's got a B on her Alliance-issued jumpsuit. <laughs> but, uh, but the equipment sparks and a guilty-looking bug slinks out from within the, the machinery. Right. Clearly, he's the reason that the comm gear crapped out. So they made such a big deal to showcase the bug and his dumb, guilty expression that I found myself hoping he's not one of the main players in this episode. He is, actually. He's everywhere. I, I hate bugs. He's, like, everywhere. Like, he shows up. I hate bugs, especially when they have reason to feel guilty about stuff. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> F bugs. He's messed up. He's got to get to uh, sex, man. I hate him. Uh, anyway, Audra, who sounds exactly like Annie from Chained. That's a shame. That's true. I wonder yeah. why she, you know what? Spoiler alert, she sounds like another woman, too. It shows up in the series. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Annie decides to slide down a rope, which, uh, by the <laughs> way, is the only exit from the treehouse and surely a fire code violation. Right. And probably shouldn't uh, be caught on fire with all the other houses that have been burnt to a crisp by uh, the Black Hole Gang. So once she hits the ground, she takes off running, and the Black Hole Gang don't see her uh, run by as they torch the village on Macross's orders. Or smell or hear anything of her whatsoever. They're pretty much brain dead. You guess so? I don't think star stones are actually valuable. I think they just smoke them. <laughs> They're meth stones. They're worth weight in gold because they smoke them. Okay, so Macross orders them to burn the village. Uh, we also get another appearance of the, the eye patch wearing rat dude. Yep. With a sword strapped to his back. That he never uses. I love him too. <laughs> uh, so Audra, the Annie sounded like, 
jumps into what looks like an abandoned hover car. It's got vines growing all over it. So she tries to start it and fails. Uh, What's amazing is she pounds on the dashboard and it still won't start. Clearly, she doesn't have the same mystical powers that Fonzie was blessed with. Uh, So she pops the hood and there are a bunch of guilty looking bugs in the engine (laughs) compartment. Uh, I'm starting to sit to a theme here. Guilty looking bugs, women that aren't Fonzie. Something very uncool is going on here. Right. So, uh, cut to Zozo and Zack, having just landed Ranger 1 nearby. Of course, they picked the most technical Ranger. Strictly routine, says Zack. Sure, pal. I'm sure it's pure coincidence that you're there on Beta's orders to collect a report from Audra. Within hours of the Black Hole gang striking, no less. Yep. Uh, So, meanwhile, Zachary pulls his gun while sitting in the cockpit for no reason whatsoever. That made me think, somebody's getting shot today. You know he's like, he's a trigger-happy cop, man. I'm sorry. He wants to just shoot something. Zach is a little trigger-happy. Yeah. I I realize that, man. There have been times where his fingers are, like, reaching for the gun. Zach's, like, almost Judge Dreddish. Yeah. He's like, you know what? They took my wife. Everybody's getting some. He's like, I'm on the side of righteousness, and I will kill you. (laughs) Kill you for it. (laughs) That's right. That sounds like the Crusades. Maybe they should have renamed it. The Galaxy Crusaders. Almost like Defenders of the Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Crusaders of the Earth. So they go to the village and find a couple of small fires still burning. And then Zozo says, they must have had some party here last night. He's pretty glib, though, for a guy standing in the burnt remains of, of Chirpa and Wicket's home. Sorry, those are the only two Ewok names I know. Oh, man. Now, you know what? By next podcast, I'm going to have Ewok names. All of them. All of them. <laughs> Thank you, RD, for giving me something to do. You got it. Okay. Then a swarm of flying bugs attack. These bugs don't have um, so much a guilty look as they do an oh shit expression. <laughs> They have, for lack of a better term, big bug eyes. Wait, they have bug eyes? What are we talking about? Yeah, like those flying bugs. I remember, like, the ones that were trying to bite them. They have, like, big... Oh, yeah. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, What's going on over here? <laughs> Come on, guys, this way. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, this episode's getting better already. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? Voices yeah, we gotta make it fun because oh, the episode was so bad. You know, that's what's gonna happen is the show plays and we just do random voices of side characters. Oh, that's the big ass eyed bug voice. Ah, oh, 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 God. <laughs> Buzz! <laughs> oh, man, that's horrible. So ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, I can't stop now. This is bad. Oh, so ridiculous. (laughs) So, Zach pulls out a sonic insect repeller created by somebody named Q-Ball, undoubtedly inspired by uh, James Bond's character Q. He's the inventor. Gives him all the gadgets. All right, so rather than being repelled, the bugs are drawn to the device. And then Audra shouts for Zach to turn it off and approaches them with one of the loons. And this loon is taller than the others and is dressed different. It, it's a female. She is none other than the titular character, Mist Walker. Mist Walker. Dun, 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 dun. And, and she's speaking the bird language. It kind of sounds like Alice the Goon. 
Oh man, you're right. Yep, you're right. Yep. I hated. I hated the goons. I did. Uh, so Audra translates. She translates what uh Mr. Walker's saying and says that the device is set to the wrong frequency. That's why the bugs were drawn to it instead of repelled. So uh, after a quick introduction, everybody introduces themselves as their names. Uh, and Audra tells them about the attack and also about the wildlife's appetite for tech. Like weapons and comm units have audible vibrations, which is pretty much a dinner bell for the bugs and, mm-hmm. and wildlife here in the, on the planet. So uh, she says there are dangerous creatures on, on Finoki. That's the name of the planet? <clears throat> Moving on. <laughs> so anyway, uh, a bunch of loons are surrounding Zozo, which pisses him off. He gets kind of hostile for a guy who is just all happy-go-lucky when faced with a burned village. So then Audra uh, translates Mistwalker. Uh, she says, they're, they're wondering how you taste. And, and Zozo says, how I taste? Hey, I'm kinky, but I draw the line at birds. He said that? No. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, he said something messed up, though. Uh, so no, he actually he knows what she meant. Like wondering how he tastes, and he freaks out. And uh, the loon splashed something yeah, on him. Oh yeah, that splashed something. Like didn't he run to Zach's leg or something? And Audra reassures him, "Don't worry, that's pest repellent, not barbecue sauce." So Zach laughs at Zozo, right before getting bitch slapped by Mistwalker with a handful of the same pest repellent. You know, his, his Galaxy Ranger. Self-defense texting step in. He like grabbed Miss Walker by the arm, throws him to the ground, pulls his gun out. He got Miss Walker in a sleeper. <laughs> oh no! It's like let Miss Walker go. I don't know about you, man, but that, I'm sorry. That's me. Someone smacks you in the face, especially with a liquid that you haven't identified. Oh hell! Oh, <laughs> like oh, somebody hit me in the face with fluid. I'll kill you. <laughs> we fight. I will kill we you. Fight in hell, no. <laughs> it would have been on, man. That's that's exactly why they didn't uh, send Doc. So, it would have been on. So then, Mist Walker and the Loons walk away. Audra says they've gone to find the Offworlders, meaning the Black Hole Gang. So uh, Zach and company catch up, and after some slapsticky kind of stuff, Zozo f- like falling shoulder high in mud and getting yanked up by his ears. Uh, they spot the Black Hole Gang and spy on them from the woods. So. The Black Hole Gang has pistols and large excavation equipment, and they're they're all swarmed with those oh shit bugs. And McDouche is eager to find the star stones that are rumored to be on Finoki, and he wants to get out of there, you know, ASAP. Uh, so Zach asks Audra if the loons have star stones. She says she's never seen them. And Zach says, "That's not what I asked you, Audra." For a translator, you're pretty bad at understanding English. There's <laughs> no joke, man. Uh, so No, uh, he doesn't say that, but he should have. He should have. So Zozo notices that the Black Hole Gang's machinery is still functioning. Right. And Audra says they must have some kind of electronic shield. Now, this is BS because the electronic shield is never mentioned again. You don't actually see it. Right. So I think this was like voiceover, like voiceover corrections. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, why is- <laughs> that the writers are like, okay, we uh, we made a boo boo here. Like, yeah, the tech like, was working. Whoa, wait, why? Yeah, is the it good working? guy's tech isn't working, but the bad guy's tech is. Oh, dang, dang. Yep. So, thing is, though, man, if they got that part right, why couldn't they get like a bug repellent right? I don't know. 
So yeah, so so here, so here it is. Uh, Audra's a veteran. She's been on the planet for who knows how long. About six months. Well, she's been on there for a while. She knows what's going on with the planet. Right. The black hole gang just arrived, and they were more prepared than Space Eagle Scouts. No joke. Meanwhile, her comm gear and hover car are useless. Right. You, you think that maybe some kind of electronic shield would have come in handy for her, right? Yep. Cue ball dropped the ball. <laughs> maybe that's how we got his name. They just didn't want to call him 8-Ball. You know how that goes, man. Would have been bad. What do you mean? Just a bunch of negative connotations, like being behind the 8-Ball and all this other stuff. And just, yeah. Other stuff you could say. Wouldn't make sense because he's not black, but you know. Oh. <laughs> a white guy called 8-Ball. Not really funny. Q-Ball, though. Yeah, white boy called Q-Ball. Makes sense, right? That's okay, though. But that's okay. Call a black guy 8-Ball. That's, that's, a, that's oh. an ass. That's an ass whipping. That's an ass. Call an Asian guy 9-Ball. <laughs> again, again. Ass whipping. It would... It would be straight fighting. <laughs> Call him Native America three ball. You're dead. <laughs> it's just there'd be somebody in there getting their butts kicked the whole time. Uh, Somebody's getting okay. something handed to them. So, so Zach wants to head back to the ship and call for backup. Yeah, I'm with Zach. Zach wants to get off this planet already. Man. He's done. Oh. He's like, I, he's like, I can't. He's not yet. No, Look, he's not done yet. I want to call for backup and wait in the ship. <laughs> Zach, <laughs> he's like, he's like stupid bugs. He's like, that yellow bitch just stopped me. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Oh, he's, like, he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go right okay. now. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got the black hole gang. I got oh shit bugs. I'm done with this. I got tall yellow chicks slapping me. <laughs> this ain't cool. I'm, I'm getting slapped. This ain't cool, man. <laughs> you know, my little, my little buddy Fred's all afraid about getting in. I can't, I can't get down with this. <laughs> okay, so Zach wants to head back to the ship and call for backup, but Miss Walker walks off towards the black hole gang. And she pulls out some kind of whistle, uh, drawing the attention of two of them. Then Zack jumps in front of her and badges up, or attempts to, rather. His badge sparks, as does his bionic arm. Yeah, he's ready to go back to the ship for real now. He's like, yes. He's like, I am done. So this makes me wonder why his bionic arm is functioning at all. Yeah. It's working. It's functioning as an arm, it but lo- not as a weapon. So you know he's more than just an arm, right? It's the whole left side of his body. Wait, wait. Yeah, so he should have been like <laughs> walking in circles. Yeah. <laughs> like his arm should be hanging off his shoulder like a dead metal mannequin limb. Right. But whatever. Even if this episode made more sense, it'd still be like the weakest episode to date. I'm hitting Mist Walker hard. <laughs> Do it, man. It is. I mean, I, I granted, I, you know, as much as I kind of liked all the whole cutesy, fun, old school approaches to having it, man, it's still definitely, I think it's one of the weaker episodes. Okay, so now the entire black hole gang has spotted them, and Zach reaches for his sidearm. You know the one, the one that he had pulled out for no reason earlier. Yep. So he reaches for it, uh, but Mist Walker stops him. She appears to be a pacifist, but not the awesome, violent kind like Waldo. Yes, yes, Waldo. Her kind of pacifism draws the attention of the entire black hole gang. Right. So they hop in in uh, some one-man speeders and start closing in on on, uh, on our good guys. The, the speeders are kind of cool. They look like a, a cross between the He-Man Wind Raider and like the little hovercraft 
that detaches from the G.I. Joe vehicle, the Havoc. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. It looks like a combination of those two vehicles, except it's pink. <laughs> like, their, their speeders are all pink. Well, they must be rentals. <laughs> it I, makes I think, sense, I think they're rental. You know how, like, rental gear, they always, like, alter it in some way that makes it less cool so you don't want to steal it? That's right, man. But it's funny. This infamous intergalactic gang riding pink little hover speeders. Whose idea was that? <laughs> There's got to be one dude's like, who the hell said they should be pink? Or Samuel Jackson. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I can't really do a Samuel Jackson impression. I would bust it out right now. You have no idea. Oh, man, I know. <laughs> well, it won't be hell, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hell's not the word you'd use. Who the bleep got pink mother bleeping rentals? <laughs> Yo, do you know he did a children's book, man? Yes. <laughs> Please go the bleep to sleep. <laughs> you know he's got a good sense of humor, man. Okay, uh, so Zack makes a break for it and has a head-on collision with Zozo. More slapstick. Because they're on foot and they run into each other. Uh-huh. So the dialogue here is so clunky that I don't think the voice actors understood what was happening in the scene. Because then Audra calls over to them and tells them to stop arguing. Right. They weren't arguing. Like from the way they were delivering the lines, they weren't arguing. I've heard arguing before, Audra. Right. That wasn't arguing. <laughs> you hear me, Audra? You want to hear arguing? Shut your flip flop. <laughs> I, uh, I have to figure out what Zozo said. Shut your flip flop or whatever it was. I don't even know. It was something he said to Captain Kidd that sounded like a swear man. I mean, that is the only cartoon that made up phony swears next to Looney Tunes. Who was swearing in Looney Tunes? You don't remember? Um. Yo, somebody Sam. Oh, especially that my favorite episode when he was falling down the stairs. You gotcha. You remember that? Every time he hit a step, he blurred out another swear. Yes, all the way down. Had a friend, had a friend, had a friend. Yo. So they elude the black hole gang and hop in some canoes. Zach, Zozo, and Audra share a canoe, and uh, Zach takes the opportunity to tell her. By the way. Your friend is crazy. Okay, can we can we stop for a second, man? Yeah. Where did these bird people get Native American canoes from? <laughs> I don't know. Come on, man. That's a good question. Think about everything you've seen from them, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't have any Native American marking. Isn't this perfect thing? You know, even their little tree houses didn't look like anything you saw. All of a sudden, someone was... It looked like something you saw in a Star Wars movie. Let's be honest. Right. It's true, man. It did. But this one's like, whoop. They couldn't just make a boat. It could like, wait. I have never seen more two-dimensional boats on a cartoon ever. Oh, man. Those things sucked, man. I was like, wait. It looked like Zach was just holding up a cardboard cutout of a boat next to him. Walking through the water. (laughs) Like they were doing a a third-grade school play. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Either canvas canoes instead of like the whole hollowed-out tree canoe that actual people who live in the swamp make. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. It just it, That bugged me. That's what made me think about the whole plan to the Native American thing. I didn't really make the connection between the loons and Native Americans. I mean, it's obvious now. Now you brought it up, I'm like, yeah, of course. They got, you know, they got the, the shaman. Yep. And she leads the, the tribe and... Yeah. You were too mad. You were mourning the death of your Ewoks. That's the problem. <laughs> yes. My Ewok friends are gone. Oh. Uh. Wicked and Chirpa. Where are you, Wicca? You know, so, um, Wicca, I miss you, Wicca. I miss you. <laughs> so, 
Uh, so, like, Zach tells her, you know, her friend's crazy. Audra gets all defensive and deflects. Like, she replies, you're not very well prepared yourself. Now, that may very well be true. Zach may not be well prepared, but it has nothing to do with what he just said. Again. <laughs> yeah. Again. I feel like arguing on Zach's behalf. Like, irrational reply like that. How dare you, Audra? I'll show you what arguing is. You know, I would have kicked a little blonde butt in the water, man. Like, get out. <laughs> I would have flipped over the cardboard canoe that I was holding and knocked her in the water. I'd be like, I'm going back to my ship. You can stay. Bug thing not working. I'm out. <laughs> okay, so the canoes arrive on the other side and everybody dismounts. Um, Zach wants everybody to keep moving. But Miss Walker gives zero Fs what Zach has to say. <laughs> she... She, don't she stays She stays at the edge of the water picking some shelled somethings from a nearby tree. Yeah. Uh, so, well, you know, she's already bitch slapped him. So she's like, I'm, yeah, she's like, I'm the head person now. Man. He like, already knows that he can't really tell her what. Right. Do. He's already done. So uh, suddenly the pink rental speeders arrive. Yeah. Uh, like four or five of them. <clears throat> and uh, Mist Walker is defenseless on the shore. But she knows karate. Apparently she gets in crane kick stance. Okay. And then uh, Zach freaks out, but Audra tells him to stop being a little biznatch. Right. Uh, for some reason, the Black Hole Gang all get out of their speeders and pull their guns. And then Miss Walker grabs a vine above her head and holds onto it as the sand collapses, becoming a pit, which swallows up the rental speeders. Come on. The Black Hole Gang fall in, but manage to hang onto the edge for dear life. About three of them, right? I think it's like four or five of them. Okay. Including Macross. Macross right. is one of them. Right. Uh, so, yeah, because a mere 10 feet beneath them are some gigantic bugs more, with a taste for flesh. More bugs. Ugh, <laughs> F bugs. So, <laughs> as more Black Hole Gang members Such arrive. Such a city kid, dude. <laughs> I am. Dude, man, I should, you know what, man? This makes me wish that, like, back in the day, man, we had taken you, like, when I was in high school, but I should have visited Louisiana with me one year. Not Mardi Gras like y'all didn't do to begin with. Here's the thing, though. I wouldn't have an irrational fear and disgust and hate of bugs if they weren't so drawn to me. <laughs> like, I could be the only one getting chewed up by mosquitoes while everybody else is walking around <laughs> with impunity. You know what, man? Dude, man. Mosquitoes I... will destroy me. They, they, they eat me alive. And then everybody else is like, what are you talking about? There's no mosquitoes here. Oh, man. Like, F you, man. F you and F these mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I used to do with people would say down there, man? Like, sweet meat, what? sweet meat. Yeah. I'd rather be sour and bitter. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Sweet meat. Although I will say, man, we would have straightened your bug stuff right out, man, Louisiana. We would have straightened it right out. Why is that? Because, man, you got no choice to get it straightened right out. When you can see the colors of a mosquito on its body, <laughs> yeah. you're like, you're like, I'm good. I'm good. And when you feel it bite you, you're like, oh, what the? F Whoa, that's a bite. You know when you're bit. And, and you get woozy. <laughs> you know when you're Whoa. bit. You know when you're bit. You know, it feels like, it feels like somebody tackled you. <laughs> yeah. And, and like the mosquito's butt gets real big and gelatinous. Oh, man, yeah. But, <laughs> it's, like, it's like full up to the hilt with your blood, like a gallon of it. <laughs> well, you know. Well, and then when people do things like let mosquitoes land on them and like pulse up to their pop. That's messed up stuff. I've seen that happen. Right. That's amazing. Who was this? Who did it? It was an old girlfriend. She was like walking, pushing a cart or something. Oh, yeah. And it and landed on her hand. A mosquito right. landed on her hand and she 
she went to give it a push and like accidentally inflated the mosquito and it popped right on her head. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but anyway, living up here, you know, in the glorified part of the country where roaches don't fly. Yeah. I remember that being very annoying because you cut the grass, right? Uh-huh. You should expect to see some. Are you serious? Yeah, man. So it, it happened in Florida and Louisiana. The doors weren't closed properly. You would see one or two. Flying around in the house. In the house, dude. No, thank you. Like, all right, so like roaches can survive a nuclear attack. Yep. They can survive radiation. Correct. They can survive being submerged in water for like how long? I don't know. They can be beheaded. Yeah, and their body would just like roam around independent. Yeah, pretty messed up, dude. <laughs> oh, man. It's messed up, dude. It's messed up. They would be like, they would just be looking for food, but no way to eat it. Oh, that reminds me. Did you see? Oh, man, I got to show you something on Netflix, man. Somebody made a mind control roach. Oh. And they showed how a person can do it. All right, I don't like this conversation. Yeah, I realized you did that. I know you appreciate it, man. Uh, but my, my question was going to be, a roach can do all this stuff, it can survive all this stuff. Why give it the power of flight as well? Why not? Okay, so uh, where are we? Black Hole Gang, Pit of Bugs. Oh, wait, wait. So, yeah, so uh, as more Black Hole Gang members arrive in Speeders. Barbie Speeders. The guys that are hanging off for dear life by the pits. Yeah. They get rescued, and uh, Macross orders them to pursue Mistwalker and the gang. And she leads them into more eco-friendly traps, prompting Audra to say, I thought she was just a sweet old grandmother. Yeah. And Zozo says something along the lines of more like the big bad wolf. That's right. That's another thing. This pissed me off. Black Hole Gang's flying these speeders. They don't see those vines and stuff in front of them. And anybody that knows how to fly anything is like, I'm not flying into a sea of vines. And then how they're perfectly round and catch the speeders. Who notice? Uh, the blame for that lies entirely on the shoulders of the animators. Yep. They suck. You guys, I'm sorry. Lazy bunch of jamokes. <laughs> yeah. So one of the traps involves uh, Mistwalker opening some of the shells she had gathered earlier and releasing seeds into the water. Uh, the seeds instantly sprout into vines that seek out and immobilize the speeders. I hope they got insurance with those rentals. I mean, it's only 40 bucks and it covers everything. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they got a little hurt sticker, man. I recently rented a car, so I'm like, 40 bucks? Sure, why not? All accident, damage, collision. Considering where I was, I saw the way some of the people were driving. I was like, yeah, I'll take the insurance. Yes, get the insurance, dude. (laughs) Any island country you go to, get the insurance. Get it? No doubt. So Macross has had enough of their crap and launches a signal flare. The giant tree-shedding machine from James Cameron's Avatar uh, starts shredding its way towards them. You know where James got it from now. Yep. Only thing missing is a bunch of blue cat people riding dragons. Right. There it is. So James Cameron <laughs> watches Galaxy Rangers, dude. He totally watched Galaxy Rangers. James this Cameron, is... if you're listening to this, and I know you are, we'd love for you to come on and join us for a Series 6 podcast and like co-host for an episode. Yeah, we could talk about Miss Walker, too, man. That would be amazing if he came on and co-hosted with it. And it would somehow make a billion dollars. It's true. I got a story about him from the guy who was part of the animation company that James Cameron was part of at some point. Oh, yeah? It was an uh, awesome story. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. I am weighing 
Like, I actually want you to tell the story so it'd be on the podcast, but on the off chance that James Cameron is listening, I don't know. <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, I would hate to see that. Uh, you know what? Tell the story. So they're shooting in England, and you know, of course, England, four o'clock, it's tea time, right? This old lady comes around with her cart, and James Cameron's having a bad day. He looks, he sees the lady coming at four o'clock, and everyone's like kind of taking their break and stuff. He comes over to her cart, he's like, how much for the whole cart? She tells him, he promptly reaches in his pocket, pulls out enough money to pay for the entire cart, then picks the cart up and throws it across the studio and tells everybody to get there. <laughs> it tells everybody, everybody to get the effing butts back to work. Oh. <laughs> I would have paid to see that. Holy crap, what is wrong with that guy? I heard he has a bad temper. That sounds nuts, man. Ugh. So could you imagine working in England and you do that? Disrespectful country's traditions. Wow. I mean, has he has he ever gotten, like, rocked in the jaw over that behavior? I'm assuming that. I know I would have laid it on. This is exactly why I have to take martial arts, because I'm, I need that outlet to balance me so I don't go to work and do that. Hmm. But, yeah, James Cameron, uh, we'd like you to come on and <laughs> join us for an episode. <laughs> Uh, All I can say, James, disclaimer, I was told the story. If it didn't happen, man, feel free to look up the dude that started it, okay? <laughs> look him up. I only heard it in a talk. He said this in a talk. So if he's going around doing, still doing talks for the college circuit, this is, at Brown, this is a talk at Brown University. I'm going to call man, him you out. you really are throwing this guy under the bus. Um, <laughs> I don't want us to be in trouble for it, man, because I like James Cameron movies. Let, let's get back to the episode. So, yeah, the machine is called the Planet Crusher. Right. Zack was fiddling with his bionic arm and thinks he got it working, right? Yeah. So he taps his badge and, sounding a little pompous, tells Mistwalker to watch some real magic. Right. Uh, so he <laughs> takes aim part. at the Planet Crusher, and his Thunderbolt fails mm-hmm. yet again. Mistwalker says something, and Audra translates it. Uh, Mistwalker says, Most men that talk a good game end up with a flaccid <laughs> appendage when it comes down to business. <laughs> Zach gazes at her and she says, That's what she said, I swear. <laughs> Audra insists. <laughs> so so the planet crusher is dangerously close. Big talk. Oh no, that's not what she said. That's not what she said, dude. That's not what she said. <laughs> no, that's not? No, that's not what she said. She said the magic doesn't always work, man. Okay. Same thing, isn't it? No. no so then no, so then Mr. Walker been listening to 50 Cent too much so then Miss Walker tells him to swim through quicksand right and everybody dives right in except for Zozo and Zach yeah Zach and Zozo are last because they're scared skeptical so they all make it to the other side but the planet crusher doesn't it sinks immediately and somehow ends up upside down <laughs> you figure that out I don't know magic worked um wait 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 no no man it's not upside down. It has tank, tank treads on both sides. Oh, it does? Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, so, of course, Macross and the gang aren't giving up, and they crawl on their bellies across the quicksand. Right, instead of swimming, after they saw people swim. Meanwhile, Zack is being a dummy once again. And uh, they, they get to, like, a river, and he goes, We can cross the river on those logs. Now, logs is in huge quotation marks, because whatever is floating on the surface of the water doesn't even resemble logs. They look like 
big breathing turds. <laughs> right. <laughs> and when Zack tries to step on one, it becomes a turd with teeth. I love that part. That made me funny. That was just like... like that is just nightmare fuel right there, man. You know, man, my thing is, though, it just, like, shows that how... This episode made Zack seem like a straight dumbass. Yes. You know, you hear the father from that 70s show the whole time. <laughs> just saying it over and over again. Just calling every, him a dumbass. <laughs> every, every time he says something or does something. Uh, I'm going to show you some real magic. Whatever. Dumbass. Uh, <laughs> he's <laughs> ridiculous, man. Just, you know what, Zach? Just do what Miss Walker tells you to do. Shut up already. So she already slapped you and just showed you what's who's yeah. in charge, man. So just... <laughs> just, go it, just look just put your finger in a belt loop and follow her <laughs> around right. you need something can i carry your flute <laughs> uh, and that's the other thing man miss whopper's a pimp yeah i realize it now wait she has a feather cape and she came right out and slapped the two newbies on the spot to get them in line yeah and she threatened to turn zozo out that's right it's like, I wonder how you going to taste uh-oh what's that mean <laughs> what's that mean <laughs> Maybe that's how she got the name. It's like a stripper name. <laughs> Come on, put it together, ladies and gentlemen. Mist Walker, she's up on the stage. She's not doing it for free. Get your dollars out. <laughs> Star Wars cantina music. <laughs> Where are we? Um, quicksand, turd logs. Uh, so they put the turds to sleep with chanting and... Hey, didn't she make Zack harmonize with them? Yes. Because she could only put like a couple of them asleep at a time. But with Zach using that harmonizer thing to combine with her chanting. His magic stick. He got the magic stick. He did. So He broke it out. So um, <laughs> so they wait across. The turds are asleep. And they wait across to the other side. Uh, and they wake them just before the black hole gang reaches them. Yeah. Like the black hole gang follows them. And just before they get to the other side, they wake them. And... Uh, so, Mistwalker isn't done setting traps. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah? There's another part in this that I found really interesting. Is mm. Zach was all willing to wake them up before the Black Hole Gang made it to yeah. the shore. He was like... They would have died. It would have been awesome. And Mistwalker was like, no, I just didn't want to take unfair advantage of them. What? Yeah, she's a pacifist. I'm telling she you. Is. She's like, I didn't want to kill them. Okay, let's go back to all the things she's done to them so far. <laughs> so, first, the giant bugs she that eat flesh... Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, okay. Then, wait. That hasn't happened yet. When they sunk in quicksand, they could have drowned. They could have drowned, but that would have been their own doing, just the same, you know? Well, this whole thing is their own doing. If you're not following uh, Mistwalker and the gang around, then nothing would happen. Right. You get to go. You could just go back to mining your star stones. You'd be all right. In which I'm sure some of the other black hole gang are like, you know, happy that that's what they're doing right now. The ones that weren't driving that last planet crusher. Yep. I bet that was a rental, too. They better got insurance on that. Planet Crusher rental insurance? So, uh, Miss Walker continues. Hold on. The Planet Crusher, you think that was rented as well? <laughs> yeah, dude. I do. I do. <laughs> Where do you get that from? Like A big tree crushing device? Why the hell would they want to hold on to something like that? They rented the Planet Crusher, I'm sure of it. Considering they didn't know how to close the windows when it was sneaking in quicksand. Okay, so uh, where are we? Oh, here it is. So, so Mist Walker isn't done setting traps. Right. So the Black Hole Gang is approaching them still. She plays her flute, which summons a giant slug with spikes. The same ones that almost ate them in the pit. 
No. Yeah, it is the same thing. So the the creature goes right after the black hole guy. Now this is the animation changes for the chase scene. Oh yeah, and it's beautiful. <laughs> it's awesome. It, this is the TMS awesome ass animation team. Oh my goodness, how I've missed you <laughs> this entire episode. Uh, so that's true. This whole you know what the art for this whole section of the, the animation was good. It's awesome. The angles get dynamic again. They do stuff that conveys speed and urgency. Right. And like you got like the guy running straight towards the camera and you see the thing in the background <laughs> like heading towards him, like, like it's oh catching up and, and he's got this panic look on his face as he's running right at you. That's right. He's running, he's kicking his legs up high. It's awesome, man. It is. It's funny, but it's still slap sticky in its own way, but it's not annoying or lacking um dynamic flair to artistry. It's just none of it. Yeah, it's silly, but it looks good. And I'm actually buying it more. So, uh, Mist Walker goes through the crater field and she walks through a specific way. Right. And has everybody follow her, right? Yeah. Uh, but the Black Hole Gang, they failed to navigate the crater field correctly, like Mist Walker and the rest of them did. So, all of them, but Macross, end up hanging off the edge of mini Sarlacc pits that open up throughout the whole field. Sarlacc. The Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi. When- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what that is, right? What? It's like a. It's actually a little bug called a sand lion, and they eat ants. Oh, is it a real thing? Oh yeah, that's real. Look it up, man. Sand lions. Does it make pits? Yeah. Okay. So they set up near ant mounds, and you know, queen kicks them out. Ants fall into it, and they... <laughs> ants walking around with a stick with a handkerchief attached to it, like. Bim, 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 bim. Yep, he's done. All right, so like the entire black hole gang is captured now by these uh, sarlacc pits. And they're hanging on for dear life. And then Macross, being the douchebag that he is, says that there are no star stones on this planet. And he escapes on his ship, abandoning his comrades. Who are rescued by Miss Walker's people from the pits. They're not rescued by them. They're captured at spear point by the loons. Well, after they pull them out of the pits. So the loons have weapons? I thought they were pacifists as well, but I guess not. They'll stab a fool if they get frisky. Uh, so, Zack loads all the prisoners onto Ranger 1, and Miss Walker reveals that she could speak English all along. I know. Hate her. We make magic circle, she says. You know what? Go back to talking like Alistair Goon. You made more sense. Listen, Ewok eating <laughs> stripper. You, you know they ate the Ewoks. They wanted to eat Zozo. That's right. Um, Miss Walker and Zack exchange gifts. Zack gives her cue balls sonic pest attractor. And she gives him her necklace made from the dongs of all of her ex-husbands. <laughs> and they can be played like flutes. Whoa. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, I didn't know that, but in fact, I didn't know it was a dongs, <laughs> which Zach promptly puts in his mouth as soon as he gets on Immediately. The immediately. <laughs> Anyone tell you not to do mic checks, put other people's stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so Zach invites Audra back to beta with them. And she declines and says she still has a lot to learn. She says something to Miss Walker. Says, "Why didn't you ever do sex? You you never asked that question." She obviously has a lot to learn because Miss Walker sneaks off to a corner and opens one of those shells from earlier. Yep. And reveals that it has star stones inside. Right. Miss Walker, you sneaky nonsense talking goon! You. I told you, man. Ewok eating stripper chick with a dong necklace. <laughs> and it closes with Zozo watching Zachary playing the flute. <laughs> on his necklace. Right. And Zozo is thinking to himself, should I tell him? 
But that pretty much closes out the episode. You I would totally any... tell him. I would totally tell him. You know, you've been blown on Lundong this whole time. <laughs> you like it? How's that Lundong taste? Like, you know, Zozo goes back to tell the story. He's like, yeah, Zach got bitch slapped. I heard you like <laughs> Lundong. <laughs> okay, now you said you were going to start closing out every episode with one to grow on from Jay. What? When did I say that? It's the last episode. Did I say that? Yeah, he said, I think I'm going to do this every episode. And I was like, all right. One to grow on? Okay, I got you. One to grow on. Here it is. I think the overall lesson for this is anytime you walk into someone's spot, and as a greeting, they slap you. <laughs> it's time to break out. So if you don't know better, listen to Jay. Just be out. I don't care who she is. They're playing you. They're setting you up. And they're going to talk about you in another language. You won't know what they're saying. They're probably calling you. Like, look at this dumbass. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nothing. All right. So, uh. We closing out this episode? I think I did just close it out, didn't I? Okay, let's do our sign-off then. Then let's do that. Yes, please. Okay, listener, that was Mistwalker. And next episode, we're going to be doing episode 7, titled Wildfire. That's my favorite episode. We'll be on the next DVD, Ranger Roos. What? Tune in <sighs> next time. <laughs> I had to say it because I wanted to stop you in your tracks. <laughs> Ranger Roos? What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell's a Ranger Roo? <laughs> Our listeners, that's what I'm calling them now. Oh my goodness, please. You're gonna see, we can, oh, okay. I'm chasing them off. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna. What few I'm, listeners we have, I'm just, I'm just them off. Praying, Just don't. Get know, out! Guys, listener, if Ranger Room bothers you, please respond to this guy <laughs> now. Tell him you find it offensive. All right, all right, all right. Let me start that over. Whatever, man. <laughs> Okay, listener, that was Mistwalker. And next episode, we're going to be doing episode 7, titled Wildfire. We'll be on the next DVD. Internet. Internet. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Tune in next time. Check us out on Twitter. We're at Galaxy underscore Rangers. We're also on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review us. We'll love you for it. Yes, please. Too much of a commitment? Fine. Just do one or two of those things. Visit our website, series6podcast.com, the number six. Send us feedback. You can email us at galaxyrangers at email.com. Galaxy Rangers, no space, at email, not gmail, E, because you're excellent. I'm, see, I'm, I'm sucking up. Yeah, I see that, man. Very good. Very good. We've been your host. Brown-nose. I'm RD. Brown-noser. And I'm Jay, not brown nosing people. We'll see you next, next time. time. Disengage your freaking hyperdrives. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! <wild> lava ending. <laughs> I don't, I've been getting more and more like pronounced when I say the bot. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> I figured I'd take it up to eleven. <laughs> Untamed lava. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you close out an episode.